Sergeant? Yes, sir. Establish a recon post downstairs. Code red, repeat. We are at code red. Recon plan, Charlie. Execute. Move, 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 move. It's a... It's a big one. Walt Disney Pictures presents a totally new animated motion picture event. Star Command, come in. Do you read me? The story of two toys. Oh, there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello? Oh, yeah. ah! Headed for a showdown. My name is Woody. This is my spot. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Luck Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today, we are discussing Toy Story 1995, the original movie, one hour, 21 minutes, rated G, directed by John Laster. Written by John Laster, Pete Doctor, Andrew Stanton, Joe Raft, Josh Whedon, Andrew Stanton, Joel Cohen, not one of the Cohen brothers, Alex Solikol. And this is starring Tom Hanks as Woody, Tim Allen as Buzz, Don Riggles as Mr. Potato Head, Jim Varney as Slinky Dog, uh, Wallace Shawn as Rex, John Ratzenberger as Ham, and Annie Potts as Bo Peep, John Morris as Andy. Um... So many people remember uh, Toy Story in their minds just way back when as one of the biggest, most successful uh, pieces of animation that has stuck in pop culture history. It's created iconography that has lasted multiple decades now. I think what are we going on? Almost, uh, almost two, two and a half decades now. Um, this movie is just about as old as I am, and so I remember it. Just like it was yesterday, I probably watched this, you know, a hundred times as a kid, and so rewatching it the first time, I I could almost regurgitate word for word what was going to happen. Although it didn't take away from um, rewatching this movie with uh, the adult lens. When you know, if you're watching movies when you're a child, you clearly don't pick up on the the, the subtle jokes that are geared for uh, adult eyes and ears. So. Toy Story is successful not only because it's one of the most cinematic, most great, interesting pieces of media um, done on an animation scale, but it's also geared for not only kids, but it's great for adults as well. And they have a a great through line with the first uh, Toy Story message. It's really, um, well, here's the synopsis and we can kind of go through the message. Uh, a cowboy doll is profoundly threatened and jealous when a new spaceman figure supplants him as top toy in a boy's room. And, um, yeah, it really is a story of jealousy and having, you know, the new guy in the office, essentially. And let's just say the office is Andy's room, and that's Andy is our main char- is the main human character. And, uh, the, you know, if we pretended his room was an office and Woody was the boss, that's essentially what the premise is. And, you know, uh, Woody is the one running the ship at uh, Andy's room. And when we have Buzz, the new guy, come in and he thinks he's all that hot shit, which he, I don't know, debatably if he, if he thought he was or not, um, that's, you know, a little bit more up for debate. But, um, but yeah, it's really... A story of of jealousy and um, kind of going outside your own um, self reliance. I, I believe you know, looking out for more than just yourself, and not just being kind of a selfish ass 
which honestly, Woody, this character uh, Tom Hanks plays, the majority of Toy Story, it's only an hour and 21 minutes, I said, I'd say a good, you know, the first 50 minutes, he's an asshole, (laughs) if not the majority of it. Um, he's, you know, he only looks out for himself. He doesn't really care about anyone else when it comes down to it. Um, and there really is a big backstory when it comes down to, uh, the actual story of these individual characters. Now they're all, they are kind of character types when it comes down to it. We have all these, uh, elaborate different characters that are in Andy's room and they're all very visually different. Um, Honestly, I gave this a 9 out of 10 because, one, this movie feels timeless. Two, the characters aren't perfect. They're not, they go through, you know, trials and tribulations, and there's really uh, an interesting through line with the majority of the main two characters. It becomes a buddy cop movie kind of between um, uh, Woody and Buzz once the movie starts to get going, but... um, I believe that the majority of this movie is almost perfect. Um, there are some things um, that have been coming out about John Lasseter, the director, possibly inappropriate stuff behind the workplace. So I don't really want to give that guy any more, uh, you know, light than what's been said. Obviously, I don't know if those are true or not. I just don't really want to uh, touch that because I think there's a lot of people that were involved in the Toy Story. Uh, movie and movies, um, given that the fourth one's coming out this week, um, that deserve to you know have somebody talk talking to them uh, about that. Um, de- deserve to have their movie talked about. And so, yes, I I am bowled over by how amazing this film was, especially the fact that it was made almost thirty years, you know, twenty five, twenty four years ago. Um, so. This week we have Toy Story 4 coming out, so I wanted to make sure that we kind of had a nice regurgitation of at least the first Toy Story. So I've kind of given you a little bit of uh, a large backstory. You know, it's uh, Buzz is the new guy. He's the new toy, and everyone is trying to accept him, and Woody's jealous, and so there's this big animosity between them. And so... um, I think this movie is tight in in the way it's uh, written and in the way it's delivered. We pretty much every line of dialogue is um, with purpose. It doesn't just feel like they're just saying non sequiturs. There's a lot of problems with animation these days and the way that it's written. And they just kind of blurt and say nonsensical things for absolutely no reason. I'm kind of looking at you minions. Um, Not to say that there aren't people out there that don't love the minions, but... What I'm saying is the writing in this feels so much more smarter than it does in a lot of uh, uh, animated movies we get these days that are geared toward kids because this feels definitely like it's geared not only towards kids, but it's very much geared toward adults as well. So the adults are going to enjoy the ride just as much um, for different reasons. And so that's why I think this is kind of more of a successful um, movie. So um, let me see if I can get the budget off of this and see what... what, um it was a $30 million budget at the time, and it ended up grossing only $373 million worldwide, which I think is kind of low. I believe the other movies, the Toy Story 2, let me see what the uh, Toy Story 2 um, cost in return was real quick. So 
Toy Story 1 was $30 million budget. Toy Story 2 was $90 million budget, and they got they had a $485 million return, which is still less than a billion. I, it surprises me that these movies aren't surpassing uh, the billion mark, or going half a billion mark at least. Um, and let me see, Toy Story 2 was also, I believe that was also, yeah, that was directed by John Laster as well, as well as Ash Brannon and uh, Lee Unkirk, which uh, he's the director on uh, Coco, or a director on Coco and uh, Toy Story 3 and uh, Monsters, Inc. co-director. So he co-directs a lot of other things. But also, Toy Story 3, let me go through the uh, budget real quick. Toy Story 3, so first one went 30, second was 90, third one is 200, oh my lanta! And there you go, we get that worldwide gross of over a billion dollars. So it was the third movie that really brought in um, that billion dollar mark. It it, It brought in double what the other two made. And so... This week we have Toy Story Four coming out too, so or as well Toy Story Four, um, and just like uh, the other ones, all of these movies really, all of them run under an hour and forty five minutes. I mean, the longest one so far um, is an hour and forty. So they're very tight in the way they're uh, you know edited and scripted and whatnot. And so I really enjoyed the first Toy Story. I, there's not tons you can say without um going into spoilers, I guess. But from a merchandising standpoint, hell, I remember playing with my Buzz Lightyear all over the place. Like, I I remember, you know, buying uh, tons of these toys that is essentially, you could look at Toy Story as a massive commercial, but it's also very much a deconstruction of uh, commercial, uh, pop culture property, I guess is what you would say. Um, Toy Story 2 kind of delves into it a little bit more, but they do have very interesting concepts in the original Toy Story movie, as in what it means to, to be a toy and the self-realization of that and Buzz having to come to the realization that, He's uh, he's not a space commander and stuff like that. So I, I don't want to talk too much and, you know, spoiler, I, spoiler. I will save that for the spoiler section. But there really are thoughtful meditations on what it means to be a quote-unquote toy. Um, so, yeah, there's very interesting, um, I don't know, thought pieces you could really take from the movie. Um, and each one of these movies have kind of a different take on the different toys. Um, like I said, the first one is kind of a jealousy, self-realization, importance of kind of film. Second one's much more about the merchandising and, you know, the love of toys and how they, they're passed down from generations to generations. And I believe the third one was kind of the outgrowing of toys. So what happens when, you know, your owner outgrows you and that, and that's kind of a through line throughout the, the toy stories as the main human characters grow older. Obviously you don't want to play with the same toys that you were when you were a child. So what is the repercut? What are the repercussions on the toys because of that? So yes, there are, there's a lot that goes into this movie. 
and, and all of these movies. Visually, technically, cinematically, beautiful. Tim Allen's probably one of my favorite voices in this as uh, Buzz Lightyear. I think the majority of the voices all are excellent, but Tim Allen is... I, I could barely hear it was Tim, Tim Allen's voice, but I was looking for for so hard because I thought that that was the voice that uh, I was told was in here. But overall, I I thought all of the lines, the dialogue, the, the Mr. Potato Head's pretty damn hilarious. Um like I said, Woody was more of a little bit of an asshole than I was expecting, but, you know, he, he learns by the end, I guess, if you watch the whole thing. So let me um, jump into spoilers, and we're going to talk about spoilers for solely Toy Story 1. So spoilers for Toy Story 1. Essentially, they go on um, they go on a little adventure. It's, it's Buzz. It's Woody. They have to go, uh, you know, Woody wants to be the pretty much the only toy and uh the only toy that Andy plays with essentially because it's very clear and it happens so quickly with the merchandising of I'm pretty sure this movie only happens in a week and Andy gets the Buzz Lightyear toy completely changes his room changes his sheets he's completely Buzz Lightyeared out within a week and uh we think it's I think it's a week because of the uh the moving that the family is about to do. And so, yeah, I just, I was a little bit more surprised by the Woody storyline. I forgot how much of an asshole he was. And, uh, majority of the time, Buzz, Buzz is looking out for the entire team and Woody is only looking out for himself. And I, I do think Woody definitely starts to become, uh, you know, less self-reliant and less self and self of an asshole, you know? Um, but I, I was or, sorry, selfish. He's just, he is selfish and he wants to be kind of the only one. And, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a good through line with, you know, helping others and that type of thing through the majority of it. Um, let me see if there's anything else. I love the colors that pop off of this movie. I was expecting the animation to be kind of stilted and whatnot, but honestly, I thought this was, um, it, it felt like it was produced, you know, within the last 10 years. I thought it was that good. Um, maybe with the exception of the human characters were kind of, eh, kind of looked a little weird. Andy, I will say, Andy and Sid looked almost exactly like. I don't know why they couldn't um, touch on that, or they <laughs> couldn't fix the faces or a little bit more to make them a little bit more distinguished. Andy... Um, just, they, they, Andy and Sid look like they were the same age, except Sid looked like he had braces and he was somewhere between eight and like 15 or something like that. It, it was odd. And at some parts, uh, it was throwing me off because I was like, Andy's a little too old to be playing with these toys or Sid's a little bit too young to be acting that old. I couldn't exactly tell. <laughs> And Sid's definitely going to be a fucking psychopath when he's older. I don't remember what happens to him in the other movies if he's ever uh, mentioned. But um, that guy's going to be killing people later. I mean, so this movie definitely tackles some crazy concepts uh, regarding the fact of, um, well, there's definitely like homages and stuff to like uh, war movies and stuff when we have the the army generals and we have uh, the actual art 
R. Lee Ernie as the sergeant, you know, from Full Metal Jacket, you know, move, 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 soldier, no, soldier left behind, that kind of thing. It was, uh, it was funny having them in, uh, the, it's sort of like a cameo, I guess. And, uh, he kind of plays himself. There is some adult humor with Woody and Bo Peep. Um, you know, it's like, I'll have somebody, you know, watch the sheep tonight for us or something like that so they can go spend some time. It's like, whoa, I don't remember that as a kid. Um, there's several times where she acts like she's hot for Buzz over, over Woody. And that, that was just, uh, there's some adult humor that has to do with that kind of jokes, uh, that, Crack me up that I definitely didn't get as a kid. Um, John Morris is Andy. Evidently, this guy came back for um, Toy Story 2, 3, and 4. So I'm very curious to see how they use him in the other movies. If I, if I end up going back and watching them, I'll let you know. Um, but it's interesting that they, they got the same voice actor for it. Um, let me see what else we have. Um, yeah, so I, I do feel like one of the best things that happen in this movie or that are shown kind of, uh, that are shown or expressed with through the movie is the fact that they are toys and they use it to their advantage. When Woody is walking around, he really walks like a rag doll without <laughs> arms. And so he's, his arms are flailing and his legs are like ding, uh, you know, dangling kind of, and it's hilarious watching him run. Um, and Buzz, Buzz doesn't have an eye. He doesn't even realize he's a toy. He thinks he's uh, a real spaceman. And in, in the marketing, they kind of, um, hint at that, but they never, I think the marketing kind of let this, uh, movie down just a little bit. Just, they didn't really sell the emotion. They were selling some of the funny stuff, some of the cool stuff, some of the action, but the action's like secondary to what you're really there for. You're really there for the characters and their interaction between them. And uh, um, the the fact that there's this big contention of is Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> this, uh, uh, is he um, a spaceman or is he um, a toy versus Woody? And he realizes he's not a local sheriff, which is what Buzz calls him the entire movie. He's like, but I loved how Buzz was just like he pop up in his uh, his Star Command thing, you know, Star Command. Uh, we are uh, trapped at a pizza planet with uh, the local sheriff, and um, <laughs> I swear, over one the first hour of the movie. He never refer, Buzz hardly refers to Woody as Woody. It's like he keeps calling him the local sheriff. <laughs> so I was just cracking up by that uh, that sentiment for the longest time of just why they were calling him that. And uh, the formalities were just cracking me up. And so when I was watching this as a kid, it never occurred to me that of the concept of whether Buzz was a toy or not. I just was like, this obviously he's not a toy. He's a, you know, he's a living thing on TV or on movies, on film. So whenever Woody was confronting him saying he's just a toy, me as a young, you know, young E, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand the concept of just a toy. I was like, what do you mean just a toy? I mean, uh, you know, that's, that's enough for me as a kid. Um, but not understanding that. And so rewatching it, not understanding it re, uh, long ago gave me new found light rewatching it today and realizing the true concept that he's trying to demean 
Buzz as just a toy, saying he's just a toy, he's just that, just that, and the other. But also, that's it's important to be a toy, you know, because of the happiness that you're bringing the uh, uh, your owner or something like that. So there's there is real, um, like I said, unique concepts that are delved deep into this movie, and the writers just did a phenomenal job. Along with uh, the voice acting and the animation, it's just firing on all cylinders, and I can't say enough good things about it. And that's, I mean, it's clear why it's um, superior in um, the iconography and uh, nostalgia factors, and just, it's it, it literally is one of the best animated films of all time. Um, so a couple of the things that I didn't really touch on that much were the fantastic music by, I think his name was Randy Newman. Was that, is that correct? I might be making up names, but, um, the, you got a friend in me song is, is iconic and has lasted, um, you know, through generations. Let me see what this, uh, yeah, Randy Newman. Um, I'm not exactly sure, um, what exactly, let's see, Randy Newman, Randy Stewart Newman is an American singer, songwriter, arranger, composer, painter, who is known for his distinctive voice in Mordanian pop songs and film scores. So, um, since the 1980s, he's mostly known for Toy Story but uh, yeah, it, that iconic song you you got a friend of me, along with many other songs that are, um, you know, that are within the uh, Toy Story pantheon, um, are you know will go down in infamy. Just always will be remembered by um, remember Randy Newman by that song. Um, I will go sailing no more was the one song that has buzz when he's trying to fly and that's probably one of my favorite songs i think besides the main uh opening song but the actually i'm not even i'm not even gonna try to attempt any of that um a couple of the things i was thinking about that weren't so hot within the movie for me were obviously the diversity aspect about it it's pretty much all straight white men um the women are set a little bit to the side, don't have as many um, character developing line that, lines that don't have to do with uh, the main two men, uh, toy actors, um, or the two the two toys that happen to be men that are played by men. So, um, yeah, there is that 90s aspect of it where they didn't include they didn't include any diversity they didn't include hardly any strong female characters and so they really tried to kind of dig themselves out of that starting with the second um, Toy Story with having um, the new cowgirl introduced uh, I f- fucking forgot what her name was um, Woody and cowgirl. Let me see what her name is. I, 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 it's on the tip of my tongue. Jessie. Okay, yeah. Jessie is the other um, cowgirl um, toy that is introduced later on in the series. Um, so they do start to try to introduce, uh, you know, a branched out version of, you know, some somewhat gender equality type stuff, you know, bringing in the females. Nothing wrong with that, but that's not shown at all within the first movie at all. Um, the human characters, like I said... 
earlier. They're kind of more more or less set pieces. They're not exactly fully fleshed out characters in this first movie, but there's nothing wrong with that, I would say. Just um they're much more side characters. Um let me see what else. Um the different tones that this movie covers. I mean, for such a tight script, it covers, you know, action, adventure, comedy, the you know, sadness, depression. Um it like it, it covers horror, it a number of different genres is what I'm looking for. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um it uh puts you on a roller coaster of emotions, which I think that all of the Toy Story franchises do a very good well very good well, very good job at doing. And that's what kind of keeps you um, interested within the film. So, I mean, whether we're talking about, you know, Sid being sadistic and recreating these, uh, you know, toys by you know removing their heads and putting them on other toys and kind of discombobulating them in uh, kind of a sadistic manner, um, it it does raise some interesting questions with the creation of the the new toys that Woody and Buzz find at the other um, at Sid's house. And originally, they're calling them cannibals at first. I, I don't remember who exactly um, started saying that. It might have been Buzz, but um, yeah, it, it's um, I don't know. There's a lot to be mined from it when it comes down to the core concepts of you know what is. Um, you know, what is a toy versus what can a toy be? And it seems that, you know, they're really pushing the boundaries towards it. Um, being, you know, what is something uh, being sentient really mean in this world? Um, so one thing about the movie, but I love the scale of everything. Um, you know, all these toys kind of bobbling around or on these massive houses and around these massive cars everything's just really big in comparison to them and uh whether they're trying to climb on a car you know fly over a truck or escape a dog it's it's really thrilling to be you know that small in the world have be that big so um on top of that there's a big big third act uh you know door busting scene with Woody deciding that he's going to save Buzz by essentially outing himself as a sentient uh, toy, which, that's scary as fuck. Like, the more I thought about it, I was I was like, oh my lanta, like, this kid's going to be seriously fucked up. <laughs> um, so I enjoy the sentiment. I, I think it's an interesting thought. I don't remember if the other if the other um, movies address the toys being sentient in regards to people seeing them being sentient. Um, that's kind of a horror element in itself, you know, along with all the other things that this movie was tackling. But, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting concept, to say the least. Let me see if I can find some uh, IMDB. Let me see. Okay, so I've I, I didn't a lot of them are ten out of ten stars, and I didn't want to find just a ten out of ten star. Let me see. 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Toy Story, 8 out of 10 by Coxer99 on IMDb. Damn, this is a 99. 1999. A wonderfully sculpted piece of filmmaking. It brings us into a new age. And this and may this new age have films that are just as delightfully witty as this pleasant film for all ages. The laughs are con- constant. There's great creativity at work from the artist and the numerous talents who lend their voices. Hanks, Allen, Riggles, Arnie stand out in their performances. Eight out of ten. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Let me see. Uh, let me see. Hmm. All right, let me see if I can get a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 by Hitch Cock. C-O-C. As good as it gets. Um, what a wonderful integration of classic toys and superb plot. It's a new height in animation. The voicings of Tim Allen as Buzz and Tom Hanks as Woody and their inherent connection to their toy beings with an incredible supporting cast make a romp to end all romps. There is a strain between the realities of the world and the fact that even though there are sentient beings, there are still toys. Buzz has lights that flash, but he really can't fly. Woody has a ludicrous string on his back that allows him to deliver catchphrases. Then there is the neighborhood villain, Sid, who is a maimer, who's a maimer and destroyer of toys. There is the quest for the mishandled and lost, and, in, and a finale that is worthy of everything that has been set up. What really makes this work is the humanity of the characters. There is a love and a true connection among them if you have never seen this. It's worth every minute. I think that was a great, uh, pretty good, anim- uh, pretty good rating by Hitchcock. Um, not the real Hitchcock, just someone named Hitchcock, but um, it might be. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it was um, a lot of fun. The different set pieces are amazing. Whether you're in Andy's room, whether you're at Pizza Planet, whether you're you know trying to escape Sid's room, or, or you're being introduced to all the little alien creatures. I think all of it's great. There's not a bad scene in this movie. Um, I completely forgot about Buzz getting taken by uh, Sid's sister and having to do tea time and whatnot. I mean, there is some funny shit in this movie. I mean, he talks about being depressed and what. It, 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 it's a toy. It's like crazy that they're even covering these concepts. And um, yeah, I, I think that's about it. Um, there's. A little bit more adult humor in here than I was expecting, but I mean, what? As an adult, what am I going to get mad at that? I guess you know, nothing that uh, a child is going to pick up, and I, it's overall a feel-good movie. And I, you know, couldn't tell enough people to watch this. So, check out Toy Story, nineteen ninety-five, if you're interested in that. And uh, if you're interested in more podcasts, I have tons more podcasts coming down. The tube. I want to watch Toy Story Four coming out pretty soon, and uh, I'll tell you a few things that we've already covered: um, Men in Black International, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Rocket Man. I- I'll tell you right now, you can just go see Rocket Man. It's it's, it's a great movie. Um, Dark Phoenix, Book Smart, 
Booksmart's another good one. Aladdin. We also checked out John Wick, Chapter 3. If you like any of these movies, check some of those out. We have tons of more podcasts coming down the tube. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. Please check out the show notes for any corrections, comments, questions, concerns. Email the Lucky Dog Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Lucky Dog Podcast. Facebook group is linked down below. Twitch.tv slash Lucky Dog Podcast to join our Twitch stream and chat with us. Um, Instagram. Instagram.com slash the Lucky Dog Podcast. If you want to check out our Instagram, posting some cool film photos from there and what we're um, what we're working on. So thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. To infinity. And beyond This holiday season, the adventure takes off when toys come to life. To infinity and beyond. Toy Story. Look out! Can. Ah!